Tankespian is for people who want more new other. People who are sort of curious about what more is there? Uh, what other things might be possible? What's new that I could put into my life that would make me go, ha, I had no idea I would like this, but I really do, you know? Welcome to Mindful Business Founder, the podcast for fashion business founders seeking to build a meaningful and profitable business. I'm Liki Tang, and I'm here with you today to find out how mindful founders build strong businesses that deliver value to people and to the planet. Today's episode is slightly different from the usual ones. Because we're in August, and because many of us are right now on holiday or slowing down for the summer, I thought it would be nice to share with you a conversation I wanted to have for some time with my friend and colleague, Helena Roth. Helena is from Sweden. We met through the Creative Workshop and a Kimball Workshop by Seth Godin. Together with many other people in our cohort, we spent 150 days creating together, making progress in our own creative projects, but at the same time, being connected to each other. It is a wonderful experience, and I highly recommend it to anyone involved in the creative sphere. During this workshop, Helena decided to launch a community around the concept of Tankespian. For those who don't know, Tankespian is a Swedish word, more precisely a Swedish word construct of two words for a concept for the mind. It's a kind of philosophy for life, for personal growth, or professional growth. And I will say no more about it because it is the main topic of our conversation. So we will mainly learn from listening to Helena. But I just want to say that I find the concept of Tankespian particularly relevant now because we are currently living in a highly uncertain time where we're trying to figure out how the new normal will look like and what will be our place in this new world. So if you want to find out more about the concept of Tankespian, learn how your life can be stretched or tweaked, and have more Tankespian in your life, join me for my conversation with Helena Roth. Hey, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm a little bit sort of, you know, it's in the morning. I haven't spoken to anybody before you. So I'm just getting sort of getting ready for the day. Good. And so how are you feeling now that the creative workshop is over? Well, when the creatives workshop finished, Um, And when they actually sort of pulled the plug so that we couldn't get on the forum, that was like, you know, ripping off a Band-Aid with hairs. It's like, ouch, ouch. It's like, what now? Um, And at the same time, that sense of relief of now I can sort of relax and, and actually 
start my vacation and get on a little bit of a digital detox. Um, not feeling the, the desire to be online every day and, and sort of in, in interaction. So, you know, like always with these things, it's, it's both and. It's, it's sort of, it's mm. never either or. It's both and. I feel the sadness and there's so much connection that I fear I didn't sort of get out of it and, and all the material that's there and then at the same time. I need the break. Yeah. The creative workshop is a um, 150 days journey that we've been together and how we met of being creative, yeah. right? Yeah, 150 days of, of just being creative and, and in connection, I would say. I think one of the things that I've one I mean there are many things I've learned during this workshop, but one of the main things I've learned is that we need to be connected to each other, to other people, and also to ourselves to be creative. What, what that's one of the things that resonated with me. And and that's one of the things that I sort of I had forgotten a little bit what it feels like to be in such an environment that there's so much energy in me from the interaction that even though I, I sort of deem myself, you know, I, I blog and I have blogged more or less daily for seven years, seven and a half years. So it's not that I'm not creative or sort of producing and the energy that I've gotten from being in this community has just boosted the sense of, of uh, excitement about it, my sense of thrill and joy and, and just sort of, oh, I want to do this. Uh, so the energy rise in me from being in this setting, in community, in connection with so many others has just been amazing. Um, and that's, that's, that's one of the things that I sort of take with me to remember that now and again, it, it serves me well to sort of put myself in such a sort of a boiling pot of so much um, because it it feeds me, it feeds my energy levels greatly. And one other thing that has emerged from you spending this 150 days in this creative workshop is something that you had in you already, I think for a couple of years, but that has that's something that you have envisioned, but has become something and uh, and that is why I want to talk to you today about this concept and um, I'm going to let you pronounce it because I'll probably uh, pronounce it the wrong way <laughs> it's called it's called tankespian <laughs> tankespian okay yeah. tankespian well something we have forgotten to mention is that you are talking from Sweden I am talking from Sweden I am Sweet through and through. Mm, so thank you, Spen. Oh, sorry. Thank you, Spen. Thank you, Spen. Is a Swedish is a Swedish word. 
It is a Swedish word. It's a Swedish word construct of two words. Tanke, which means thought, and spjärn, which sort of means to brace against, to sort of that that friction that you get when you sort of strain against something or sort of push against something. That's what spjärn means. Um, and so for me, tankespjärn means just that. When somebody says something or does something, or for that matter, if I say or do something, that just makes my mind go, what, how? You know, when when your mind has to struggle, it's a bit a little bit like going to the gym for your mind. Mm. That's what tankespjärn is for me. And how do you apply that in your everyday life? So I apply this... Well, I'm a I'm a Tankespian junkie. So I'm sort of addicted to it. I I need it. I crave it. But I realized that it is my life philosophy and it has been for almost 21 years by now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it came about in a situation where where my life really pivoted. Um, a total pivot in in my personal life, but the way that I use it is to deliberately seek out people, books, blog posts, sort of settings where people think different from me, people say different from me, people do different from me, so that I get to see that maybe I can do different as well. So it sort of, it opens doors for me. Um, and that's one of the things that the Creatives Workshop has definitely given me a lot of tankespia. Um, You know, when people just say, I don't get it, or could you explain this more? Or do you mean this? And then they say something, it's like, I didn't know that I meant that, but yes, I do mean that, you know? <laughs> so it's it's a constant sort of search for more other new sort of dimensions to reality. Mm-hmm. And when you use it, how, how does it improve your life, your being, your... Well, so then I, I will start to to talk about that time when I sort of when I first really implemented this in my life. So, twenty one years ago, I was married and I was pregnant. I had a big belly, um, and five weeks before my first child was born, my then husband called me up and broke up with me. Um, which you can sort of say a lot of things about. It wasn't the the way he did it was definitely not the way I would urge anybody to do it. But the fact that he did it has shifted my life for the better in so many ways that it's sort of, you know, it's one of the best things that happened to me, even though it's also one of the worst things that happened yeah. to me. But what I did then, because that isn't the Tankisbjörn in and of itself, what I did was I took a look at me 
and dared to ask myself the question, do I like who I am? And I not only dared ask the question, I actually dared answer it truthfully. And the answer was, I really don't. I am so fed up with myself. And the reason why I was so fed up with myself was that I was so negative. I was, I, 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 used, I say that I was the most negative person that I've ever known. Mm -hmm. I could find fault in anything and everything. Like in yourself, in other people? In myself, but when that is how I see myself, that is also how I am in the world mm -hmm. because it mirrors. So me being so hard on myself, it, it mirrored out. I could find faults in everything. So that's when I sort of, you know, made that decision that I don't want to be this person anymore. And I'm not, I'm, I'm far from that person. So in my life, there's sort of a pre-Helena and a post-Helena. And, and that shift is the, the major pivotal moment of my life. And from then on, it's been 21 years of, of, of working with myself, of experimenting, of playing, of going deep. Um, and throughout, I can say that I've sort of, I've seeked, I've, I've been searching for more Tankespian. You know, when I find something about me that I don't like or that I don't approve of or, you know, that I'm not proud of, I sort of, I look at it, I hold it, I, I, I sort of get through it rather than say, oh, this is wrong, and I sort of put it to the side and forget about it or bury it deep or something. But, you know, I try to take myself through, through me. And thanks to this pivotal moment and my reaction to it and the work I've done since, I would say my life today sort of living my life, living, being me, is so much nicer and so much more fun than it was to be pre-Helena. Because that wasn't fun. It was painful to be so negative and sort of, because that was the pattern I had. I, and I had it down pat, you know, I was the master of being negative. So if somebody showed me a tattoo, mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I don't like tattoos. It's not for me. But instead of saying, oh, what a cool uh, pattern you've gotten or, you know, whatever, I would go, oh, that's so ugly. How could you be so dumb? And it's like, that is so unnecessary. Why, why would I do that, you know? Now I can sit here and look back and think, why on earth would I do that? It doesn't serve any purpose rather than just playing into my pattern of being negative. So I'm not anymore. I am, I'm, I'm not the most positive person in the world but I am way closer to being that than to being the most negative. 
And how does the, um, the notion of doing gentle with an edge comes about uh, with the thank you span so concept? I, yeah, so they have sort of evolved in parallel. So I first met the word Tankespian about seven years ago on Twitter. So I'm not the, the creator of the world word, but I, I saw it in a tweet and I fell in love with it and I've taken it and I've run with it. So if you sort of Google Tankespian, you find me and you find friends of me. Mm. who have sort of, because I've been seeding this word for seven years, you know, I, I talk about Tankespian. And along the, the same sort of way, I've learned how to do gentle with me. That's one of the things that I realized in a therapy session 10, 12 years ago or something, how no more, 14, 15 years ago, maybe, how I actually didn't have a clue that I could be gentle towards myself. I thought I had to believe the harsh inner voices. I used to call them Hitler, Mao, and Stalin. They were my sort of inner <laughs> dictators. And I thought that I had to believe them. And they were saying bad stuff about me. They were saying, I'm not good enough. I, you know, I should have done more. Um, you're lazy. You're dumb. You know, all of these things. And I believed them. And in a therapy session, um, my therapist made me see that I didn't. I didn't have to believe them. So that started me on the path of, learning how to do gentle towards me. So in 2016, um, I started up an English blog. And the theme for that entire site was doing gentle. Because I needed that. Because I needed to sort of figure out how do I do this? And not just how do I do this, but how am I this? What type of being do I have to be in order to be doing gentle? You know, the, the sort of the intricate dance between being and doing. And after that first year on that blog, I posted every week uh, a doing gentle tip. So there's doing gentle one, two, three, and onwards um, with sort of snippets of how I do gentle and how I'm being gentle. And a couple of, or a year or two later, when I wanted to make this into a podcast, it was like, well, this will be doing gentle. But here's the thing. When I say doing gentle or when people speak about gentle, it's easy to get this image in your head of someone who's just, it's just lovey-dovey and it's pink and fluffy and it's soft and cuddly and, you know, and it's like, but that's not my doing gentle. So that's where the edge came in because it is in along the edges. That's where magic happens. 
So it turned into doing gentle with an edge when I was releasing that podcast. Um, and it just clicked and it made sense. And then that's where it also clicked with Tankespian because Tankespian provides that edge. Mm-hmm. So it is doing gentle and it is Tankespian and that makes it the edge between those two. That's where some really interesting stuff can happen. Mm-hmm. And this is something I think it's very important when you are a business owner, when you are your business founder, because you tend to be very demanding with yourself and um, you tend to beat yourself up a lot. And it's not serving anybody. No, It's not serving you. And, um, and this is something I tell the people I coach. I keep telling them, I mean, one of the first questions I ask them is what is the most important asset in your business, in your company? And they will tell me, oh, my design, my brand, blah, 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 and um, my clients. And then I said, no, well, no, that's not what I think. It is the most important asset, the most important resource in your business is you. So you need to focus on yourself. You need to serve yourself and you can push yourself further, but still having in mind that you are the most important person in your business. So that means that you have to, 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 to have, for example, meetings with yourself, having assessment with yourself and ask yourself, how are you doing? Like, for example, when I first started my fashion business, so that was, well, over 10 years ago now, I was working really, really hard and I had, um, I don't know what we call it, but I spent a whole week in hospital because I, I had, um, uh, what do you call it? A breakdown? Breakdown, burnout. Oh, yeah, yeah, I had burnout. Yeah, I had burnout. So it was all physical and I spent a whole week and uh, nobody could tell what I had. And then I said, I can't do it. I cannot do it. It's either I stop my business or I need to find another way. And then I discovered that, yeah, I'm not taking care of myself and I don't value it, consider myself as a valuable resource. And from then on, I say, okay, what do I need most in in life? I need time for myself. I need to exercise. I need to get out and meet other people and not to be entirely focused on my business. And so it was really, really hard because you know, when you start a business, you are very, you think that you're very busy. I mean, you are busy, but you are very busy, but you think that you have no other way besides than being busy. And so you tend not to spend time with yourself. And then I said, okay, I don't care. You know, every day at half past seven in the evening, that's it. I'm going to stop working and take care of myself, going to the gym or you know, do something nice to myself. And That wasn't easy, but I think that if I didn't make that switch, I wouldn't have survived. That's mm. uh, that's something that's really really hard. I mean, I didn't I didn't know you then, but that's why I'm so interested in your concept. It's it's you know pushing the edge because we we cannot just stay still, and especially when you are you know when you have a business, you cannot just wait for things to happen. So you need to push yourself push yourself to push yourself, you know, to the edge and then find this 
um, you know, then I think I don't know how to explain that, but maybe you know, to focus back on yourself and see and ask yourself, how do I do? How what's the relationship that I have myself with the edge, and what can I bring? What can I develop from them? I don't know if it's uh, if I understand it correctly, but this is um, what I gathered. I think you understand it. Yeah, I think you do understand it perfectly. And for me, one of the major um, questions that have accompanied me for the past 10 years is how does this serve or how does this serve me? And this is a question that I've asked thousands of times to myself to the extent that today I don't actively have to think about it because I have created such an automatic pattern that my brain just automatically runs through it. And again, I think that's what you were asking yourself when you were in that hospital and came out. It's like, how is this serving me? Mm-hmm. You know, and it really wasn't. You know, so what do I need to do to shift? What what's the change that's necessary? for me to live a sustainable life and for my business to be able to operate, et cetera, and sort of find that balance. And that balance, I also think, is one of the interesting things. Balance, a lot of people think as as a static. You find a balance where it's even and you stay there. And for me, balance is like a ballerina on uh, on a tightrope. You know, mm-hmm. they're in constant movement, finding balance. If they were to stand absolutely still, they would fall. Yes. Right? So being in that dance of, of all the time sort of doing a little bit more, a little bit less, sometimes you need to take care of yourself more, which is what I'm doing now. Yes. I have three weeks vacation after 150 days of the creatives workshop and a heck of a lot of work. And I need some rest. And it's fine. So I'm giving myself rest, precisely. And it's fine. This is serving me at the moment. So I think that's one of the sort of key ingredients to this is that nothing in life is static. Tankespian isn't static. I don't need Tankespian 100% of the time. That would make me go crazy. <laughs> yeah. But I need Tankespian on a daily basis for me because I like it. I love it. I've come to sort of depend on it. It keeps me agile. It keeps my brain moving. It keeps, you know, and I really, really like that. There might be people who would say that, oh, no, I could never have that much Tankespian in my life. And that's fine. You know, it's, it's, and it's, it's not for everybody. You know, some people would say, oh, no, never. I don't want it. It's like, fine. Yeah. So that's is a question that I usually ask is, who is it for? For me, I've, I've sort of come to see that thanks to the creatives workshop where I sort of put my focus on Tankispian and then sort of built around that and, and, wrote about it and thought about it it's like tankespian is for people who want more new other people who are sort of curious about what more is there 
what other things might be possible? What's new that I could put into my life that would make me go, ha, I had no idea I would like this, but I really do, you know? But it is, it's curiosity-based for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, I really hate where I am and I need to get away from this. Mm-hmm. It's rather the, oh, I wonder what would be possible over here, right? So it is that sort of openness and curiosity about being interested in, in, in just, you know, sort of doing a spring cleaning within yourself. What are the beliefs that I hold at the moment? Have I held these long? Do they still serve me? I have beliefs that I've sort of had since, you know, I was a little kid that still do serve me. And I have beliefs from when I was a little kid that definitely don't serve me. It's like, okay, if I find those and I get aware of them, I can start to ask, how does this serve me when they pop up? And then eventually they won't pop up because they've realized that it's no point. She's not, you know, she's not playing with us anymore. And then they sort of wither and die. Or if they move into somebody else. I don't know. I haven't figured that one out yet. (laughs) And how do you use thank you span in your work? So in my work, I run my own business and I have done that since October of 2007. Mm-hmm. And I call myself an agent of change. Okay. Um, even though I didn't call myself that when I started, I started as a quality consultant or advisor. I come from the pharmaceutical industry and have worked a lot with facilities and equipment and, and media and such. But the way I use it and I realized thinking back that ever since I started working 20 some years ago, I actually have put Tankispian into my work. I just didn't know that I did that. <laughs> um, but what I do is I have a habit of questioning things. So if somebody says we need to do this because this is the way we've always done it, I don't buy it. You need to have a better rationale for it. You need to tell me how this will serve us properly. What's the the bonuses that we might get from it? Or I will question, tweak until we find something that actually does serve us. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've just been working in a project where we're building a facility, a pharma facility, and There are ways that you do things in the pharma industry, but I don't buy it. Oh, because I guess there are a lot of regulations as well. There's a lot of regulations, but those regulations, they tell you you need to do something. They don't tell you how you need to do it. All right. And there's a lot of sort of this is the way you do it in the industry which there is in every industry, but in the pharma industry, it's, it's, and I just don't buy it. So when we had to create a user requirement specification for the facility, the actual building, I wasn't the one writing it. Uh, 
uh, one of my colleagues was writing it and, she, you know, put in the stuff that you're supposed to put in. And I question and I question and I question and I question. Not in a um, sort of defending myself, not in a nasty way, you know, but rather, what's the point of this? Why would we need this? How come you wrote this? How can we prove this? And do we really need this based on a risk aspect on, you know, what what the facility would be producing and stuff? So we sort of trim down that user requirement specification a lot thanks to that. And it turned out to be pointing a finger at what is really necessary for us and the rest is gone more or less mm -hmm. so that's one of the ways that i i i sort of bring tankispian into my work life it is just by by providing tankispian i don't let people off the hook you know well this is the way we do it well you know they're they're used to um stating how many uh, times the air in the room needs to change. Mm -hmm. And I say, but that's not for us to do. That's for the ventilation constructor to say. That's not our job. We don't know that. I don't know this, right? So it is by constantly having people sort of figure out if what they're saying, what they're believing is actually true. And then they get sort of a stronger sense of why this is, or they see that, no, I don't need this. We can toss this away. Or they see, okay, I see what you're saying. I think this is important too, but what if we do it this way? So it sort of either helps people discard it or it manifests itself sort of deeper in, in their sense of why this is important or it evolves into a, a merge, a mix. Uh, so I do. Thank you. I think a lot of people, especially business owners, need to do thank you span, especially in the fashion business, because like in every industry, there's a lot of rules. But the problem right now is that with the COVID situation, the rules no do not apply anymore. Uh, the rules are defined by the um, the fashion weeks, and you know all the system comes from the fashion weeks the, in the fashion business. The fashion weeks just can't happen anymore. I mean, they are digital, but still, they're not. They don't attract as many people as it used to, and the industry doesn't evolve. It's still, but. It depends less of the fashion weeks and every fashion business owner needs to find a way to exist to, and to, to exist, to continue to persevere and sell and be seen and find it very interesting because there are a lot of questions that needs to be asked. We used to do it this way. Should, should we still do it this way? How does it serve me? And I find it exciting. I find it exciting because, because there are a lot of new roads you can explore, new paths needs to explore. And um, it, this is really, really essential, very fascinating as well to explore that 
that the new paths with the fashion business owners. Yeah. Because I see it as opportunities. Absolutely. Great opportunities. And having listened to a couple of the episodes of, of, of your pod, uh, the Fair Isles lady. Oh, yeah. She's, she's sort of a living example of what Tankespian can do, right? Because that's her entire story. When I hear it, it's like, oh, there's Tankespian and there's Tankespian and there's Tankespian. And she's putting some in herself. She's putting herself in the way of others. Um, and just evolving, and also the lady from New Zealand, mm. um, who also was like, "Okay, but I don't want to live this type of life anymore. What do we do, and how do we do it?" Right? And this is sort of one of the reasons why I love this concept is that I can see Tankispian in everything. And in what everybody else is doing as well. So Seth Godin is the man behind the Akimbo workshops who runs the creatives workshop, right? I've been subscribing to his blog for 15 years or something. He provides Tankespian almost on a daily basis. Yeah. No wonder I love him, you know, because he's giving me that. Um, and I see this in in a lot of the different concepts. And it fascinates me that I've just found a way to make sense for myself what it is that I get from all of these areas that I'm interested in or all of these people whose, whose uh, work I'm interested in. And, and the common denominator is that I get Tankespia. That is what I, you know, again, I'm addicted. I'm hooked. I want it um, because it makes it fun to be me because it makes it, for me, it's made me sort of continue to evolve uh, in a very mm. dynamic way. Again, I'm not the same person I was 20 years ago, 10 years ago, or even a year ago, you know? Sure. I'm, and, and everybody is constantly changing, but not everybody is sort of conscious about it. Yes. And so is a business because I think a business is consistently changing. And uh, if you just think, okay, this is how we used to, to work. This is how we used to operate. And we're not changing it because we don't want to do it or we don't know how to do it. And I think this is very dangerous. Because there's no change, there's no innovation, and um, and other people would do it. Other businesses would do it. Yeah, and I think that's that's why the question, how does this serve, is such a good example of a tankespian. Because if you ask that question of yourself, of your business, on a regular basis, you know, maybe sit down once a year and just look through what is it we're doing and, and, you know, what areas are we in? What's the sort of, what are the processes that we have running and, and why? You might realize that, huh, here's something. We're doing this thing with the invoices because our old system required us to do this thing with the invoices. But if we change the system, the new system doesn't need it anymore, but we're still doing it. Ah, we can just stop. Right. And, and you can find that in, in all areas, in business or in your personal life. You can find that, 
you're doing things. I brush my teeth every morning and every evening. Does it still serve me? Yes. Okay, I'll continue. Right? But I was doing uh, burpees for like a thousand days in a row or something. Wow. Until I realized that this actually isn't serving me because sometimes my back hurts so much that it's painful. And it's like, maybe that isn't what my body needs every day. Some days, yes, but not every day. Ha! So I stopped. Right? So doing that also within your business, just, you know, get a big piece of paper and sort of just write down everything that's going on. In a week, what is it that you do? Or in a month or in a year, you might have sort of a cyclical pattern. And just ask, how is this serving us? We're sending out a newsletter via uh, sort of snail mail. Okay, how is that serving us? Well, maybe it serves us because people get something in the actual physical mail and we get so much feedback from it. Or... I've never, ever heard anybody say that they like it, that they enjoy it, et cetera, and it costs us money. What if we go over to an electronic newsletter? Try it. See what happens. You know, Maybe you'll get people saying, no, I want that physical newsletter. Okay, then you know, right? So doing that now and again, I think, is a very, very good habit, especially for businesses, but not specifically for businesses. It is as important to do it for yourself in a personal manner. I think as I hear you talking, I think that's for a business. Um, if I may, um, I would suggest that there are two questions that you need to ask yourself is, how is it serving me? And how is it serving the people I'm seeking to serve? Extend it to, because you a business exists because it's serving yeah. other people. So the question is, how is it serving me and how how is it serving the people I'm seeking yeah, to serve? Precisely. Precisely. Yeah. We're actually, uh, I don't even know how to ask these questions because you're you're very I shouldn't say productive because I, I don't like this word anymore because um i i'm trying to to replace the word productive by making progress because sometimes we are focused on our being productive but we are being productive but the real question is am i making progress towards the goal i'm seeking to achieve but still you're very productive so you're, you're putting yourself out there a lot and so i'm going to ask you if people want to find out more about Tankiespan, they have your blog, they have you have your, your pod and also Patreon community. So go ahead, discuss about those different outlets or others because I might have forgotten. So so yes, I'm sort of I am active, let's put it that way. Active, yeah. yeah. Um I have my 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 English website, helenaroth.com, uh, which is where I blog in English, and, and there's a lot of tankis beyond there. There is the Patreon side, sort of patreon.com slash which is a community that I started thanks to the Creatives Workshop. 
Um, I've been thinking about it for half a year before, but never really gotten to it. And then I just, okay, let's do it. And it is a fledging little community. It's just starting up. And I have a vision of this becoming a place where people give and receive Tankispian, uh, sort of in, in any areas. So I'd love for people to sort of join me and us there uh, and, and making it into, into something. Um, I'm active on, on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that as well. I haven't set up sort of Tankespian website yet, but it's coming. It will be. I will sort of try to make it more easily understandable or, you know, stuff like that. Then there is my pod itself, which is Tankespian with Helena Roth, where you can find the Doing Gentle ones uh, as well. And there's sort of more ideas that. So it's a lot on the sort of idea stage yet. And then I do another pod that's called Buddhas by the Roadside with two friends of mine. And even though this is not a Tankespian pod, it is most definitely a Tankespian pod because you will get loads of Tankespian from listening to it, um, which is, you know, it's sort of, it's, it's a fairly unique pod where we just, we're in conversation. Um, and my two Buddha friends, Buddha, uh, or Caspian and Dominic are really interesting people. So um, there are lots of ways to sort of, find me and one of the things that I've realized from the creators workshop is it doesn't really matter that I'm out there so much if I don't sort of personally actually find people and invite them into my universe so that's that's my biggest challenge at the moment to sort of mm -hmm. to stop using sort of a shotgun approach and just sending stuff out there, but rather to find people and, and individually invite them into my Tankespian University or university universe. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is true because I, something I realized that we are connected to a lot of people, but we're not always building real connections. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that, that's the big difference. We're connected, but not building connections. Yes, true. And I guess this is what you're doing. Yeah. 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 Um, I have a final question. This is a question I, I ask in different ways to most of my guests. Um, if you want to put a, a message in a time capsule to past or future generations, mm what would you put in it? Oh, that's a big question. Yeah, well, we've got plenty of time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, so I would say I actually wrote a blog post some years ago um, when my youngest was 12 and he's soon turning 16 or maybe it was 10 so four or six years ago something with a message to my past self to my inner 10 year old or 12 year old and and it would have made life different had I known this earlier I 
I'm not in a habit of of wishing things to be different than what they are because I am precisely who I am because of everything that I've been through. But but my life shifted so much during that therapy session with my therapist when I realized that I don't have to believe the voices in my head. I don't have to take what they say as truth with a capital T. And I did for such a long time, for like 35 years of my life, I did that. So that is a message that I've sort of, I've passed it to my past self, but it's definitely a message I would love to pass on to future generations as well. It is that you don't have to take it as truth. It's thoughts, and I get feelings as a reaction from those thoughts and I feel everything I feel but that doesn't mean that the thought itself is truth with capital T it can shift thoughts change all the time if I let them and understanding this has been one of the most significant insights of my life Um, and it couples so well with how does this serve? You know, because I can, I sense that there's a feeling in me. I can sort of think, oh, what am I thinking? And then I can ask, how is this serving? So that's a way for me to sort of connect those different things together. Um, so I think that's what I would both send to past and future selves and others. So that's the truth that is not changing. That is a truth. Yes, for me, that is a truth. And it's one of the few truths. Um, I really right. don't have a lot of truths because I, I deliberately want to be selective with them. I, I, because honestly, life is so much easier if I don't have hang-ups on how things needs to be, must be, who can say what to me and you know all of those things. Nah. Just let it go. Life is so much easier if you can sort of work from the flow of it. Yeah. I have a question for you. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Can you tell me about the Tankespian moment that you've had? Actually, I had one. I was going to tell you. Um, I was going to tell you my Tankespian moment, but I had one last Saturday. I think I had one because I I am a big runner, mm-hmm. but I've stopped running for the past three months. I stopped running in March, April, and May because of of um, the COVID situation and uh, because um, I think I probably had COVID. And my doctor said I should not run because um, I had mild form of COVID, and so if I run, it could, might go into my lungs and can get very bad. So. I wouldn't take a chance. But the problem is that when you don't run for three months, it's hard. It's hard to get back. And when I started to go back and I decided, well, I've done it before. So I know how to do it. I can do it. You know, I there was one time in my, one moment in my life, I started running. And so 
It just, you know, you follow a plan and you, you just do it. But the problem is that I've aged. I'm, <laughs> I've got older. <laughs> surprise! Yeah, what a surprise. So it doesn't work that way. But still, you know, I want to get back to it because um, I had, um, you know, I have some fitness goals I want to keep and maintain. And, um, and so I had to find other ways to achieve that. And last Saturday, and I, I've told myself, okay, I wanted, I wanted to achieve that, but I don't want to be too hard on myself because my body just cannot take it anymore. <laughs> so I have to do it differently and release the pressure that I used to have when I start training. So just be gentle, accepting that my body has changed, accepting that that it's different and I've been not being very well for a couple of months. So that's that's accepting all this, but still pushing myself. And last Saturday, I had um I had a very, very, very good run. And I was as I was running, I thought, wow, I think I'm having thank you spend moment. I'm not sure there was a thank you spend moment, but I think I'm having it. I don't know. Was it a thank you spend moment? Well apparently it was, right? Because that's what it was for you. And it's so fun to hear because it just goes to prove that you can have these types of, of insights of moments in any type of setting, right? It's, yes. It's just in everything that can happen to you in life, there is the possibility to have that. Ah, oh, look, here I am. Yeah, I can even send you the picture. Yeah, of the moment because I took a picture when I I realized that I took a picture of the environment I was in. I said, "Wow, I'm having my thank you spend moment." Because by you know trying to push myself a little bit and but doing differently, yeah. listening to myself, listening to my body, I got myself in a place I really loved, yeah. I really enjoy being, and so I was so excited that I stopped and said, "Okay, I need to take." a picture of that moment that's so cool I'm so happy that you yeah. told me about it so that's my thank you spend moment I think <laughs> that's one of them I'm sure you've had more well I'm sure I have some others yeah. actually I had one I told you about but I forgot I completely forgot what was the my this thank you spend moment but I had it and you you proved that it was a real one <laughs> but I can't I can't remember what it was and, and again <laughs> Thank Espian, for me, can be teeny tiny, you know, and it can be huge and it can be everything in between. It can make pivotal shifts in your life or it can just tweak your trajectory, you know, where you're headed by a tiny, tiny little fraction, right? So, and there's no... There's no need to sort of go for the big ones because the teeny tiny ones that shift your trajectory just a little bit over time will make a huge difference. So just, just if, if people listening to this would just sort of commit to asking, how does this serve me, my business, and the people that I'm here to serve? once a year that would make a huge difference 
Because over time, your business will shift to serve you better and to serve the ones you're there to serve better. Thank you very much. I'll put all the details on in the show notes for people to find you because I think it's a very, very, very important concept mm -hmm. to have in mind to practice, especially when you have a business. Yes. So thank you very much, Helena. Thank you, Lique, for, for having me on. It's been great to talk to you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Helena Roth about the concept of Tankespian. My main takeaway from this conversation is Helena's constant questioning about how this is serving us. And I think that for our community of mindful founders, actually the question would be, how is it serving me in getting closer to what I'm trying to create with my business. Now, like never before, it seems to me important to remind ourselves what our vision was when we initially launched our business and questions like how the way we used to operate before is serving us, serving our business and what we're trying to create. Does it still make sense? Or we're doing it because this is the only way we know how. Is it because we're afraid of change? What can we do instead? What should we do? These are important questions. And I think that the summertime is the perfect time to reflect on this. So we can have a better understanding of what we should be doing when we'll get back to work. Enjoy the rest of the summer. Bye. Did you like this episode? If you enjoyed listening to Mindful Business Founder, you can share this with your friends who are also on the sustainability journey. You can also subscribe and leave a review on iTunes to help other people like you find this podcast. Bye now and talk to you soon.